Get ready. Hello, and welcome to College Talk. My name is Beth Brandon, and I am your host. Uh, For the past few episodes, we've been sitting pretty darn close to the 40-minute mark, Um, and I don't see this episode going a full 40 minutes. Um, In fact, I see it being closer to 20 minutes, and that's because today we're going to talk about scholarships. We already have a long, long episode all about scholarships. We're going to talk about ways to avoid scams and that. And, you know, all those fun things. Um, it's it's earlier down. Um, I'll, I'll, I should have done this before, but I'm going to look up a number right now. But um, that one really, really goes very in-depth into everything that you're really going to need to know about uh, scholarships. And, I mean, yes, things change, but in the grand scheme of things, it's still going to give you the information that you need to know. Um, in the, I always have a link in, um, the, the description of this, that'll take you to a Google folder. Um, and there are some scholarship links in there. If you're in, uh, the Grand Rapids, Kalamazoo area, there's actually going to be some specific ones for you just based on, some of the things I looked up while I was serving at Plainwell High School, but there are also other Michigan-focused ones, um, and then there's also some that are national. So uh, you can break it down by by that, and there's also some websites. That's It's actually episode number two um, is, is the one about scholarship tips, and it's a beautiful uh, 24 minutes, and, and it really gives you a deep dive. And um, the one after that, episode three, um, talks about award letters and more, and I, I think um, that one even dives a little bit into um, how scholarships can impact your awards and things like that. So those are a great couple episodes to listen to if you feel like you need more tips. Um, but we're going to take a different approach today, and I'm going to let you in on a, a couple secrets regarding um, scholarships. And the first one I want to start with a story of myself. Um, there I am. My senior year of high school, I have been accepted to all three colleges I applied to, um, and I was working on a second application for um, the Gwen Frostic School of Art at Western and trying to decide if I wanted to be a part of of the uh, Fine Arts and Humanities Residential College um, or Arts and Humanities Residential College at MSU, and really trying to decide what direction I wanted to to go. And um, I finally made my decision. I felt like a million bucks. I got accepted to Gwen Frost School of Art. That was the one I wanted to go to. Um, you know, and I wasn't fully sold on art, so I knew that I had the other options that I was really interested at Western or interested in at Western, and and I was so excited. And I'd done all that work, and I just I really I was not smart about scholarships. I maybe applied to four or five, um, mostly because my my mom and my dad really pushed me to. If I had my own way in that, I wouldn't have, and that was not smart. I won one or two, but if I'd applied to more, I probably could have won more. 
And I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm, I'm being cocky, but I'm saying that because my mindset was similar to other seniors. I was tired. I'd just done like 17 applications, it felt like. Why would I want to do 17 more for a scholarship? Especially a scholarship that isn't guaranteed. And this is the secret that I want to let you in on. Nothing is guaranteed. However, semicolon, however, comma, you have no chance if you don't try. Yes, we talk about going to college because that's a great avenue for you to get a job uh, that's going to pay you well and provide you with benefits and you know it, all this wonderful, amazing stuff. A job is not guaranteed after college. However, the job that you have to go to college for won't be an option if you didn't go to college. Same thing with scholarships. Yes, it's not guaranteed, but you 120% know you're not going to get the scholarship if you don't apply for it. You might be the only person who applies. You might be one of two, one of three, and maybe they're giving out three scholarships. And so you all get a scholarship, but you'll never have the opportunity to, to figure out if that's what it could be if you don't apply. That's the biggest secret is that you have to try and I think, you know, when you look at that at scholarships, at college, at classes, you know, at tr having a new job, you know, any of these things, <laughs> unless you really give it a go, you're never, for sure, you're never going to, to, to get the win, right? Um, I have a lot of friends who are big fans of The Office, and, and uh, I think it's really funny whenever people write it out, but, you know, right, you miss 100, you know, 100% of the shots you never take. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Um, and that's as ridiculous as it is. That's 100% true, right? Worst case scenario, you fill out a scholarship application and you don't get the scholarship. At least you are better at filling out a scholarship application. Every scholarship application you do makes you better when you go to fill out the next one, it'll be way more comfortable. You'll be able to do it a lot faster. You'll have experience. Um, you'll know how to tailor your essay toward a question. Um, and that's the way it's going to be for anything. The first essay that you know you write in a college class is probably going to come back with a grade you're not stoked about. And that's okay because you'll learn from those mistakes and the second one will be better. Same thing with your first exam. If you get a C or a D on your first exam in college, good for you, that's good. Because you still have to learn how your professor is teaching and how they want to assess what you've learned. And it's the same thing with scholarships. Those first couple scholarships, scholarship essays that you write, they might be the most awkward, awful things that you feel like you've ever written. But the next one will be better. And the next one will be better. And the next one will be probably even better. And so maybe the first few scholarships that you apply to, you don't win. But the more you apply to and the more confident you are in your ability to apply to scholarships, the more likely you're going to be to start pulling in that scholarship money. That's loans that you don't have to take out. That's stressors that you don't have to worry about. And here's the second and one of the most, I think, important tips a lot of first-year scholarships 
that come from community organizations, they are not renewable, which means you only have them for this one year, maybe even this one semester. Don't miss out on the chance to practice for scholarships that you can get going into your second, into your third, into your fourth and fifth years of college. Shoot, don't miss out on the practice for writing scholarship essays for if you want to go to grad school. Um, you know, there are scholarships that help you pay to take the GRE. That's expensive. It's like $400, if I remember correctly. That was like three years, oh my gosh, that was like five years, four years ago? Four, three? Whoa. Either way, it's expensive. It's so expensive. And, you know, there are so many opportunities that you can use the skills that you can learn right now to make sure that you can continue to push yourself forward later. The third secret is this, and, and this one's less motivational of, you know, do your scholarships, da, 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 da. But, you know, when you are communicated uh, to by a scholarship organization or, you know, nonprofit community organization who's doing the scholarships, whatever, talk to them about the opportunity to uh, directly get the scholarship so that you can pay it to the uh, university or college Sometimes, and I think we talk about this in the award letter one, maybe also in the, the scholarship one, but, but sometimes when um, other organizations send scholarships into colleges, and not every college is going to do this, I cannot give you a list of what colleges will or will not do this, um, but, but it, it, it can happen, um, they will take that as, as aid grant, and so um, rather than, you know, when they're putting it in themselves, Rather than take away that loan grant, they will remove, uh, based off of like need, um, the aid grant. And so if, if you're getting um, a lot of grants because of financial need and a lot of scholarships are coming in, good on you for doing the work and everything. That's amazing. But you, what you might end up seeing is that your grant aid is less and your loan amount is the same and your scholarships are kind of filling in the area where you had grants before. Um, if you are able to have that organization uh, get the money to you um, and you can put it down um, as like a, a payment rather than have it submitted as a scholarship. Um, you can usually bring those loan costs down. And I, you know, hopefully no financial aid people are out there like, nope, the worst, horrible. Um, but, you know, that's something that I've seen happen. That's something that I've heard can happen. Um, and so just be kind of cautious and, and wary of that. I didn't know that that could happen until I was a college advisor. And I'm pretty sure I didn't know about it until my second year as a college advisor. And so I think it's important just to keep that in the back of your mind. Um, if you're an organization that does give out scholarships, um, you know, before you send something into the college, maybe double check with the college university and ask them how, you know, aid from scholarships impacts a student's financial aid overall, especially their gift aid. Um, and, and really, um, make sure that, you know, obviously you want to make sure that the money is getting to where it's supposed to go and like good on you, make sure it's going towards tuition and fees and, and living costs and things. Um, but, but sometimes doing it that way can harm a student, um, or, you know, not necessarily harm them, but not really help them either. Um, and that uh, is a huge bummer to, to think like, you know, we've got these scholarships to help cut the costs and cut the loan costs of college. 
um, or fill in the gaps. And then if something like that doesn't work out, it's, it's pretty heartbreaking. So just everyone kind of keep that, you know, in the back of their minds, you know, file it away towards the front of your brain filing cabinet and, and be ready to pull that out if you need. Um, those are like the three really, really, really big things that I want to talk about today. Um, and just to reiterate, you know, do the darn thing, right? Actually fill out scholarship applications. I know it's January, it's dark, it's gray. Actually, when this comes out, yeah, it'll still be January, but it'll almost be February. It's dark, it's gray, it's gross, it's cold, you're over it, you know, you're you're tired because you just came back from a break and you're not fully adjusted and all you can think about is spring break, which feels so far away for folks in high school. And, you know, and then it's hard to stay on track and you're like, I'm almost done with my classes. I just want to do the bare minimum. Don't just do the bare minimum. Do the scholarships, push yourself through because doing the bare minimum will not get you anywhere worthwhile in life. The more you push yourself, the more you grow, the, the better your outcomes will be. And maybe it'll suck the first time and you won't get the scholarship and maybe you still won't get the scholarship the second time, but the better you get, the more chances you have. Statistically speaking, the more scholarship applications you put out there, the more uh, opportunities you're going to have to get a scholarship, right? And, and that's math. That's not just me sitting here being, you know, rah-rah, hoop-dee-dah, you're going to get a scholarship if you apply the more times you apply, the more chances you're going to get something. So keep trying, keep going. I know it's hard and I know you're tired. I'm tired. I feel you, but keep applying. We were all, you know, you, me, teachers, you know, your parents, you know, if they went to college and they applied for scholarships at that time, your principal, your counselors, you know, all of those folks were at one point in your shoes and they were tired. And if I could go back and tell myself something, it would be, oh my God, apply for more scholarships. What is wrong with you? This is free money. This is free money that people are waving in your face and you're not letting them help you. Let yourself have that. All right. Like I said, this one was going to be pretty darn short. Um, I'm really excited. The next one, I'm hoping to have a plethora of guests on, and I'm hoping to talk about grad school. Um, I know a lot of you maybe are not necessarily thinking grad school, and that's 120% okay. You've got so much time. Um, I know there are going to be a few overachievers out there who are thinking grad school, or maybe there's some teachers who are looking at going back or, you know, or maybe there are some folks out there who have older students, um, who are really kind of starting to think, you know, maybe grad school is a direction I want to go in. And, uh, this one is going to go out for you all next week. Um, I just want to reiterate, I think February is just around the corner. I mean, it's literally Saturday. Um, please remember that March 1st is the FAFSA deadline. Um, and, and then just also remember that March 1st is the state like Michigan, uh, deadline. And, and so you just want to remember that March 1st is that FAFSA deadline. Um, I will repeat that 
in every single podcast until March 1st, because it's so important for you to get it in, um, get your FAFSA in and then check and see if you're the, you know, eligible for the tuition incentive program. Make sure that you are sending in the materials that you need for the Michigan competitive scholarship. You call MIS history and tell them that you qualify, uh, via the SAT score that you have. And then you make sure they have your name and social security number and all other stuff. And that like your files all set and then they enter you, um, you know, the Michigan tuition grant, all those things, go and make sure that you're eligible. And if you are eligible, make sure they have everything you need so that you can um, kind of be in the running for those. Again, do not let yourself miss out on the opportunity to get free money to go to college. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of work in there, but is anything actually really free? No, I would much rather write an essay, uh, you know, and make the same amount of money for writing a two hour essay than you can, you know, working a 40 hour week. Right. So go, 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 go. And do that FAFSA, make sure all your Michigan, uh, you know, tuition, you know, incentive programs and other Michigan, uh, funding, um, materials are in, do that FAFSA and then gosh, darn it, fill out some scholarship applications. Okay. Um, Next or not next week, two weeks from now, we will be touching on um, grad school. We're going to be talking to some folks who've gone out of state. Uh, maybe they moved away from home for the first time. Um, and I believe we're going to be looking at, at, at different uh, programs as well. So not just kind of from my angle, higher ed, but also maybe school counseling. Um, I'm hoping to get maybe someone who's in the medical field, really get a, a grand um I don't know if it's grand, but at least get you an overview of what that process is like and, and uh, what you might be able to expect if you use a few years down the road and then definitely what people can expect if they're looking to kind of do stuff in the near future or even right now. All right. Thank you for sticking this out with me, um, especially when I tell you to do your FAFSA because it's due on March 1st a million times. thought I'd sneak it in there once more. But as always, it has been a pleasure to chat with you here on College Talk.